Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. and salutations everybody it's time for another episode of bald and bingeable with d'angelo i'm d'angelo and i'm here to take you through an auditory journey of all the things in pop culture that you consume the stuff you're insatiable for the stuff that you find truly bingeable today you guys we have another piece to the puzzle that is who invited her and so today we have eric daddy bear eric that leather bear, Eric. I don't even know anymore. But the thing is, is I know that he's all a bear. the above. Okay, so we have Mr. Eric Lawson. How are you, Eric? I, I'm doing great. Hi, it's it's great to be here. I love that you have these different monikers for like your different stages in life. So you were daddy bear for a little while. Now you're leather bear, Eric. Is that what we're referring? Uh, you can. No, I think I'm still going by daddy bear. But yeah, I can. You know, it depends on what day of the week it is. You know, if it's a Friday or Saturday. Okay. It might be a little different. <laughs> there you go. See, I do. I have to say, though, I do appreciate Daddy Bear. Eric just has like a nice like little it flows really, really nicely. You know what I mean? And so, I yeah. Think it's yeah. Um, OK, so before we get too far into this, let's get our like little bit of promotion out of the way. So if you guys want to take a look at Eric, you guys can find him on Instagram. Eric, what can they find you under? At Daddy Bear Eric. All one word. Yeah. See, on Instagram. it's we've said it a million times now so now you have to follow it okay so exactly and then also you guys know him from the who invited her podcast which you guys can find at under or at who invited her underscore podcast all this information is going to be inside the show notes today i did want to go ahead and give you guys a really quick late breaking whatever i'm taking my very first trip and i need to ask eric about these sorts of things i'm going to be in mexico at the end of the month, I'm going to be there for October 28th and 29th as part of the DILF Puerto Vallarta Black Party Weekend. And that Fun. is... Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So like I know on the 28th, or I'm sorry, the 27th, I believe, um, is like they're doing an escapade, you know, cruise. It's a VIP cruise. It's going to like the nude beach over there in Puerto Vallarta. So that's Mm. where it's it's like landing there. And then on Saturday, there's a bunch of events. There is a uh, costume party that's going to be happening at Blue Chairs on the rooftop there. Then we're going to be moving over to therapy and what's the other bear bar that's there? Like therapy. You, what's, you what's know, the I've actually been to so many places in Mexico. I've not been to Puerto Vallarta. Crazy. Like, I don't know how I've not been there yet. Okay. So then you need to come. This is going to be like a fun <laughs> weekend. I know there's like lots of hotel rooms. Cause I just actually booked a hotel room because I was like, I wanted to get in on it. I didn't realize Puerto Vallarta was so cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or so yeah. affordable. Like, yeah. Yeah. It blew and my you- mind. Are you flying out of TJ as well? Are you doing that? No, I think I'm just going to do San Diego to there. And just like, I I found like a Southwest flight that's like four hours. And I was like, perfect. let me just, I'm going to hop that. So yeah, I I just to have to go over the border and blah, 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 and take like half of my day. And and I just can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain level and a certain comfort that I like, Eric. And this is something (laughs) that everybody's going to learn about me more and more. So, okay. So let's get into things. So you started with who invited her? How long ago? How long have you been on that pod? I um, I am starting my fourth year with them. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I was kind of an accident. Uh, I stumbled mm-hmm. onto it. I stumbled actually onto my my friend group. I first met Megan, who used to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just come come out of a divorce and it was my first day in San Diego. And I went with my roommate at the time to go grab a drink at Moe's and he is a little bit older and goes to bed kind of early-ish. And so it was like nine o'clock and he's like, well, I'm going home, but you should stay. So I ended up staying and I sat next to Megan and um, she turned to me with a cocktail in her hand. She says, who are you? What's your story? And um, that's, you know, eventually I I ended up meeting the boys for the podcast and Mm -hmm. uh, I was hanging out with them. And it started out where I was the cocktail boy, where I would just go and hang out on Saturdays when they recorded because I had nothing to do. So I would go and make their drinks and they'd shake their cocktail glass at me while in the middle of recording. <laughs> and I, I knew all their orders. And so they started talking about me and 
I one day somebody wasn't able to make it. Miriam wasn't able to make it onto the show, and so uh, Tony asked if I wanted to step in and sit on the microphone with them. So. And you said, forget Miriam T. It's all about <laughs> Daddy Bear Eric. He has arrived. I love that. That's that's a good way, though. Like you like got it. It was almost like you were like at an internship. <laughs> like you like you like got yourself into like this weird like podcast internship where you're just showing up and kind of like learning what was going on the show ropes. And then you're like helping out with drinks. Yeah. So, and you got yourself and, a little community. Yeah. And I, all I was doing was just making friends. Like I literally knew no one except for my roommate when I moved to San Diego, whatever, mm-hmm. four years ago. And um, very quickly, I mean, thank, I mean, great friends, but also this podcast has introduced me to so many people in San Diego. Absolutely. I've become really rooted really fast, which is awesome. That's really great. Where did you come from before here? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, okay. so I lived there for eight years, and then I'm originally from the LA area. And I you know, went to college in Long Beach, so kind of been all around California. I love that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you've kind of you've stuck around California, like you're one of those those kids. Yeah, so. I'm a California guy through and through. I, I, you know, they're all okay. great cities. Yeah. Have you ever seen snow, like up close and personal? <laughs> Real snow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I do love like going to New York for wintertime is so it's beautiful. It's so wonderful when it's not like blizzard snow, but like nice snow. I like hearing that because like New York is like one of my like touchstone places. And it's like I can't afford to live there again the way that I like to live. So, but when I can, eventually that'll be a goal. And so we'll like set that, like, like that's my intention. I'm on a secret. We're going to put it out in the universe. And so I'll be all woo-woo about it. Um, But anyways, so, okay, Mr. Eric, before we get any further, as we do, I like my little icebreaker questions. So I have my tell, my 10 self-indulgent questions because they are things that I like to talk about. So I make my guests talk about them. All right. So, and this is how it is. Okay. So my first thing I'm going to be asking you right now, though, is, is it's bald and bingeable. What is the last show that you binged and enjoyed? That's what I want to know. I want the positive spin. Ooh, binged and enjoyed. Well, you, you know, I love my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I actually mm-hmm. got really, really behind on that. And so I think I binged like five episodes in like two days and got finally caught up, which it's turning out to be a really great season. I'm really liking it. The season, it should be called Built on Sutton's Back because that's what <laughs> they've been doing now for two years is they're building entire seasons on her. And so for people who think that they don't like her, that she's polarizing, you need her. Or we would have not have had a show recently. But that's interesting, though. So you've been watching some Beverly Hills Housewives lately. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's about to like, um, we're recording this in the time machine right now. And so I want to say the finale is going to be on like in the next day or so. So when I this comes so. out, it'll have air um but okay so let's just talk about let's, I, I have another one if you i have another one that i just binged too recently okay. as well i could talk about that one too Be, before we get there though i just i want to we're going to talk about housewives you already brought okay. it up so now we have to do this for just a second yeah, we have so anybody to. so if everybody if you don't like housewives just like skip forward just a second okay anyways but don't skip forward just listen to us because we're, yeah. we're we're adorable and we're cute um so how are you feeling about this whole kathy hill and lisa renna Whose side are you on? Who are you oh, feeling more? You're already making me go to that. To that. This area. is the thing. This is this is very <laughs> controversial. We have to get there. So, which one do you appreciate more? I'm a thousand percent Team Rena on this one. Really? I know. I know. I know. I I knew. I knew. I I just had this feeling that you're going to be Team Team Kathy on that one. I'm actually not really team either of them on this because we didn't get to see it so i'm kind of upset with this because do you watch oc housewives at all you Uh, i haven't in a while it's been a couple years okay years ago remember when they went to ireland or whatever and remember megan was walking around going are you a tool are you a tool are you no tool like tell those people that she was trying to it was like build on her like going to find her ancestors and in the evening, that one night, they were inside of the Sprinter van. And remember, Tamara was up inside of Vicky's face, you know, and like screaming, like, fuck yeah, or whatever. And Heather Dubrow had the wherewithal to pull her phone out and record uh. the whole thing. So it was all in night vision. <laughs> Nobody did that. 
So like, right. what, what is going on with this Bravo thing? Or is Kathy Hilton really that far in with Peacock and Bravo and NBC that she squashed all footage of this? So you're just going to hear about these little things. But like, where does it stand? I'm just. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm shocked that that somehow there isn't some footage somewhere that they paid off to be able to get something to show us. Because that's been driving me crazy. Like, what? what did she actually say about what did she say and the thing is is and kathy was stupid she gave rinna a receipt by saying silence is golden you know emoji 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 and it's like don't do that with lisa rinna because she needs something to build a season off of and she just gave (laughs) the ammo so we just changed things um but with that whole situation i don't really sit on a side i do feel that I just, I'm kind of, I'm done with Rena for now. I kind of want her to be a backseat driver for a little while, like make her a friend of, or take her off the show or bring in an equal adversary. Because the thing is, is the, the woman is good at TV now and she has these outbursts and she gaslights and she trips over people so much that nobody else gets a word in. So we need to bring like a Camille back. We need to bring a Brandy back i need somebody who is going to stand up to lisa renna and kind of who's going to crack up this whole fox force five situation you know Uh, yeah she needs she needs somebody who's like so crazy that they won't they don't stop themselves from saying all the things that need to be said to renna that um and she hasn't had one of those in a long long time okay we are going to keep on moving because we're going to probably come back to the subject. Yeah, we will because it comes into my it comes into purview. Okay, New York City. When you think about New York City, are you more of a fan of New York in Christmas time or summer? Uh, definitely not summer. It's too humid. So okay. Christmas time, a thousand percent. Just because it's also so different than what we have here in in California and San Diego. So love it, love it in Christmas. There you go. And number three, this is we're back in the housewives. What is your, who's your favorite housewife? Uh, okay. Well, maybe this is not the best choice, but I really wait, wait, love hold on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience and they, these and thems, um, Eric once just trashed Beyonce. So he holds nothing sacred. So this is why these answers that he's going to come up with right now <laughs> are going to be controversial and they make me make you cry, but don't take it personally. Just, yeah. Okay. And they're very deadly honest, but I do <laughs> love Eric Jane. Oh, I do love Erica. I know. Are, are, I know. Have you, what do you feel though about this whole, you know, I don't care about anybody, you know, that whole sort of a thing. Do you have, Oh, she's, she's like, totally unhinged and she needs to learn how to control her temper when the camera's rolling it's mm-hmm. really bad um i'm i i haven't decided whether i think she knew what tom was doing the entire time it's like did she know or did she not know i haven't really come to a decision but i i have to think she's not that dumb i think that's the thing is she sold us this whole thing about her being a boss bitch and in charge of her life and you know what i mean tom was bankrolling but still she was it and then all of a sudden she didn't know anything it was completely in the dark and just and it's just something about it all seems a little bit a little shady i think she didn't know the extent of what was going on you know what i mean i think i think there was probably like skimming and probably didn't realize this is you know because she also didn't come into this with him you know, with him being broke, she came into a home that was already established. He had money. He had, you know what I mean? Like all that sort of thing. Um, Here's my prediction though. So involving Erica Jane, I loved Erica Jane when she first started. And then as this stuff started happening, I just kind of got tired of it. And then it's just, I'm bored with her. But I think the interesting coupling that's going to happen here in the next year and mark my words. Okay. So right now we are recording this in October of 2022, Erica Jane and Sutton are going to team up next year. That is going to be a duo. That is going to be a duo. They have more in common than not. And the thing is, is and they're finally going to kind of see who do you, who do you think they team up against though? I think it's going to be a Kyle situation. 
because they yeah, think that's who, we, that would be we, my guess too. Because when you look at it, Kyle is the, is really the activator in all situations. She's the spoon that always is stirring things up. And I think there's going to be a realization of like every time that 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 Sutton would try to fight with somebody this season, and she would say something, Kyle would pull her back. She almost had her like leash that like you can't say that about her. You know what I mean? And it was just it's that. And she did the same thing to Erica. So I have a feeling those two are gonna something's gonna happen there. Okay, next question. I need to know, do you have a favorite or a product that you are addicted to from like beauty or health, a beauty product or a health product that you are addicted to right now? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one I've been addicted to for a while. So I am a huge bulletproof coffee person mm-hmm. and, um, I've discovered there's now like instant mix where it literally is the MCT oil and the butter already like dehydrated with sweetener and hazelnut like flavoring and you literally just stir it in it's for like the ultimate lazy kind of person and i love it wait so this is like yeah. an inst- like almost like an instant coffee situation but like <clears throat> well there's so there's no coffee so you do have to make the coffee yourself but you literally uh-huh. just pour it into the coffee where before i would have to measure out like two tablespoons of butter and two tablespoons of mct oil and then like it was and it, that gets kind of messy and okay educate me what is mct oil what does this whole thing do like what is it extra so mct is a it's it's multi-chain triglyceride, I believe. Don't quote me entirely, but it is a type of coconut oil. Well, it's a part of coconut oil that's been extracted, mm-hmm. um, and it you basically kind of fast for several hours. And the MCT oil is a kind of oil that your brain runs off of, so you're able to like still work and not be hangry, um, and kind of reach ketosis, and you know burn some body fat while it's happening i'm so interested i've decided that i like need to like start moving again like my body like I to, like, <laughs> like physically i need to start moving around the house um okay now what is your favorite musical or broadway show um i'm not a super huge like musical person and that's definitely the Tony of the group, like mm-hmm. literally when I'm on the show with him, he'll start like talking and my eyes just kind of glaze over and I'm like, oh, is it my turn to like, it's how most people are when we talk about housewives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, but I will say like, I have creepily seen Sweeney Todd like four times now. Um, and not on purpose, like it's just because like somebody's in it or, and for a while I dated somebody who was in musical theater who like conducted music musicals. And so I have just seen that show so many times. I like, I've, I'm refusing to ever go see it again. I've just seen it. It's a great show and I love it, but it's mm-hmm. just so depressing at the end. I'm like, ah, this is so heavy. It's super dark. But so that's yeah. so funny that, that you, yeah. you're gay without a favorite musical. You are a unicorn. Okay. Number six, I have favorite foods and my favorite is food is sandwiches. And what is your favorite sandwich, Mr. Eric? Oh, um, so there is a sandwich that comes from my little kind of bodega market down the street called Crisp. And it's oddly enough called the bachelor sandwich, which Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's called that. Um, But it's a mixture of all kinds of meats and like onions and peppers and vinegar sauce and oil. And it's ginormous and it is amazing. I I have it like probably once a week. That sounds much. That's actually sounds really fantastic. And as a fan of sandwiches, I approve this message. Okay. So when it comes to us as LGBTQIA people and whatnot, and plus, um, I think that a lot of times, especially those of us who live in bigger cities, we take advantage of living in a bigger city. We take advantage of our bar situation and our pride situation. So I would like to know from you, what is your favorite pride memory Ooh, good question. Um, there's a couple of them, I guess. <laughs> there is there is one my first pride that I was here. Um, at this point, 
I was kind of here at meaning in San Diego mm-hmm. and I was kind of already on the podcast a little bit at that point um, and was friends with the group. She's and... notable. She was notable. She was a notable. She... <laughs> I was, I was a someone, <laughs> I'm a something. Um, and uh, one of, one of our friends came over and I had met her for the first time. Her name is Stacy. And um, she has this rainbow onesie on and she's Stacy's gorgeous. She's a water polo swimmer and she's tall and lanky and just this beautiful body. And so I go up to her and I say, um, will my ass look as great as yours if I put if I try that on? And she goes, ask me again in four hours and we'll see if it does. So four hours later pass like parades already happened we're Mm -hmm. drunk at Moe's she comes up to me and says are you ready to find out if your ass looks as good as mine in this and I look at her and I'm like yeah let's go she's like (laughs) okay let's go change so (laughs) we go off into the bathroom and um there's a giant I mean it's pride weekend there's a giant line in the main bathroom like where the the stalls are at where you could like close the door so I tell her well there's another men's urinal bathroom Uh we can always go there and change and I didn't really think it through because as we like walk in and I'm like about to undress I realized to get her outfit on I will have to take off all of my clothes Mm -hmm. and get fully naked and so I start undressing. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I've been dared to do this. I'm not. And if any of you guys now. have ever been to Urban Mo's here in San Diego, there are thousands of people that go through those doors every yes. like hour. And so, yes. and it's urinals and it's just one bathroom and it says like six or seven urinals in it. And that's it. There's yes. no dividers. It is just two sinks and urinals <laughs> in a room. <laughs> and, and weirdly enough, there was, no one in the bathroom at the time but by the time i had taken my pants off the door swings open and there's like four gay men that all like grab their pearls and go <laughs> and just gas <laughs> and so i'm trying to like get her onesie on like it's like a a unitard like on my body and there's like these weird ties and things and i just kind of look at them like I don't know how to get this on me. And they go, don't worry. We got you, girl. And it was literally like Cinderella's helpers. Like they all like, they're like, put your arm through here. And they're like tying me oh on my the side. <laughs> <laughs> you have fairy godmothers that just appeared. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so Stacy puts on like my tank top and my shorts and we both walk outside and I proceed. She looked absolutely hot in my tank top and shorts she looked amazing um i looked like a crazy person and i proceeded to walk around with that on for like a half hour until tony proceeds to point out to me that um one of my balls are hanging out (laughs) from the side of it and so I decided to go and change back into my normal clothes. But yeah, that was, uh, that was so definitely just, a memorable ride. It sounds like it. You, you are there pictures of this somewhere? There like, absolutely are on my Instagram, and there's a picture of like the before and after of being Stacy in our original mm-hmm. and switched out clothes. It's yeah, it's that's it, priceless. Okay, see, this is what pride is, guys. Like you make these kind of memories just because. Yeah, you're. It's that kind of weekend. It's that tribal mentality. Okay. On to number eight. Do you have a favorite drag queen? And bonus points if they're not from RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, favorite drag queen. That's a really good one. Um, hmm, there's so many to choose from. If, Do I want it, one from San Diego? And, okay. And if and if it is a drag race girl, there really are no points, so you can't name one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I'm actually I'm actually gonna choose two drag queens who are kind of one drag queen right now because i'm so like fascinated and i don't know i'm excited to see where they're gonna go and it's catalina and isabella here in san diego yes which, that's which are twins. yes and they're on lamas dragas uh lamas draga um and i'm so fascinated to see how they're gonna like take off and grow and and you know where they, they kind go of from here. 
so I'm so out of touch with the scene anymore. I'm old, you guys. I'm 40. I'm an elder in the scene. Respect Stop. me when I come We're through. We're the same age. But- <laughs> We're the same age. <laughs> but I still, I feel, I've been doing this though for like 15 years. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, and so I just feel like my my shine is gone. My luster is gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they they, yeah. they bring, they, they trot out my bones when they need to get some, you know, social media numbers. <laughs> um, but like, so with the, the, those two, with, with, with the girls, with the Isabella and, Cata, and Catalina, right? Yeah. Um, so I discovered them when I was, uh, I was judging one of corn, strawberry corn cakes' balls. That sounds such like a weird <laughs> sentence. Um, but I was there and, and when they came through and it was just like beautiful drag all of a sudden that just appeared. Like one of the c- categories was pink. And like came out and like full like quinceanera attire, you know, and like yeah. it just came out there and twirled. And it was like, who is this beautiful one? And then we also, uh, so it just kind of was seeing her here, seeing them here and there. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, up, oh, looks like somebody beat Drag Race to beat to booking twins, you know. And I was like, who? And then all of a sudden, there are you know these two who completely embrace their Mexican culture and who just like go for it every single time really 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 kind of flawless for as young as they are or i don't even know if they're young but they look young so yeah they're they definitely i mean they they are young um and they're very their drag is very elevated it's very Mm -hmm. yeah it's very like you said polished um so yeah I'm, i'm interested and i think it's really cool they're the first um u.s contestants to be on that show so they're actually representing from the u.s and from Mm -hmm. san diego um just representing the culture from there so that that's cool they're breaking some kind of ground as well even on that show so well people are talking about them now here in the states more that show because oh yeah i hadn't really heard that about that show like much and then all of a sudden everybody was i'm seeing it like on twitter and it was trending and all that so something's happening okay number nine musical album do you have a favorite, something you can sing start to finish or something that you just put on on a rainy day or in the best days? Yeah, um, I have one that I have from COVID um, and I'm actually not even a big fan of her, but I fell in love with it. And it's um, Taylor Swift, um, the Evermore out. Was it Evermore? Really? Yeah, Evermore. Nice. Yeah. And um, I don't. I don't know why, but like, I just love putting it on with my headphones and turning it up really loud and living my best white girl fantasy. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. Taylor Swift is one of those ones that I have grown to like really appreciate now that we're like both older. Cause when she like first kind of thing, I was like, eh, you know, yeah, and then it was so poppy. Yeah. yeah. And it was very, it just wasn't for me. And then all of a sudden, like something happened. And then like, now I can go back and leave and listen to her, like her early works. And I do love, I appreciate the fact that she's re-recording, you know, yeah. with, with her better vocal now. And yeah, you know, even the, the re-recorded she, songs sound, they just have, there's a little more depth to them than what they're, there's, the they're original textured. One. They're textured yeah. and, her, and her voice isn't so paper thin. Yeah. Like it used to be. I, yeah, she's somebody I appreciate. I know that she's going to be touring next year. She's midnight's coming out soon. Yeah. I, I will totally go see this tour. Cause the thing yeah. is just, she's supporting like five albums on it. She'll be supporting midnight's folklore, Evermore, and lover all That's like insane. Yeah. Like she hasn't done a tour in that long. So and then also yeah. all the new recordings of like, you know, all too well, 10 minutes long and all that. So it's weird. I've become a Taylor Swift fan. That's it. I'm admitting it here. I'm bald and bingeable <laughs> in front of all of you that I like Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. I just do. <laughs> okay, mister. In the 1993 film, The Good Son, we are left with the quintessential scene of where mom is now hanging off the cliff and she's got two boys in her hand. She had Elijah Wood and she's got Macaulay Culkin. And it was always a Sophie's choice of which child was she going to choose her own, the one that she knows that was purely better. And so I'm not going to ask you to drop Macaulay Culkin or Elijah Wood because we don't care about them that much anymore, even though Macaulay Culkin is really doing his thing right now. Um, But I want to know, Madonna or Janet? Who dies? Oh. <laughs> Who do you let go of? <laughs> wow. Because you're, you're, you're my age. So this is, a, this is a really hard question. That's such a hard question. They were both so formative. 
Um, Janet was the first concert I ever went to. I went to the Velvet Rope when I was like 16. Um, ah. But then Madonna was just like, her older stuff was so great. Mm, I... I mean, and I'm not a. <laughs> I'm going to be mm. controversial again. I'm not a fan of the newer work from either one of them at all. I uh, feel the same way. I haven't listened to a Madonna album since MDMA. I'm just I'm not feeling any of the other stuff. Right yeah, now. I agree with you. Confessions on a Dance Floor was like quintessential brilliant. album. It was yeah. absolute brilliance. That was a, the album that you can like listen to start to finish and feel your whole entire life yeah confessions is there and i will respect madonna for what she's given us and everything but if you were holding them if you had madonna in one hand and janet in the other and you were hanging off this cliff eric who do you choose um um it's so tough i mean i i want to keep madonna because her instagram account is so fascinating and i love (laughs) i love following it for the wrong reasons i think i think i'd have to keep madonna just for that reason alone wow that is so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything. I was going to say something really controversial, but I'm not going to. Anyways, so I love your decision to choose Madonna, and like, and I actually, and I want to say a couple of people have usually chosen Janet in that in that circumstance. So really, um, yeah. So you're saving Miss Madonna. I, I just, like standing alone on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stand alone because the thing is, you mentioned Lady Gaga or any other diva on Facebook, and 18 other Madonna fans will jump on you and say Madonna did it first, and it's just like okay. We understand, you know, but anyways. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for playing my little 10 quick questions, even though that takes forever in in this podcast world. So my big question that I like to ask you guys, and so, and this has to do, I think, because you have like, you've had your Leatherman journey right now. So you've kind of, so do you consider yourself a Leatherman? That's a question. I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely um, it was one of those things when I came out of my marriage, I really wanted to explore and um, just see like what what it was like to kind of live as that kind of person in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love it. It's it's so much fun. Does it feel kind of like drag ever, though? I mean, like totally the whole, the whole thing of it, like and do you I feel thought, like do you put on a different persona when you do it? I do a thousand percent. Um, and in fact, I think one of the things I like to do when I do put on leather gear and and go out is I don't usually like to go to the leather events. I mean, I do, I love going to be around people and and make a connection, but I I'll stay there for like maybe like an hour. And then I love to go somewhere else where the that's not happening. So I love to like go to number one where it's like Latin night and be like the, ostrich in the room and stand out and have all these people come up to me and be like wow this is so amazing um and it, it's kind of weird because i'm 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 actually kind of an introvert and kind of shy but it's definitely when i have it on like there's this other personality that comes out that really enjoys the attention mm-hmm. um and so and so yeah it, and it's it's also interesting that you mentioned is it's kind of like drag because when I have the, like my leather gear on, I also will have like the drag Queens kind of want to hang out with me. And there's, I don't know if it's like this, like, Oh, I kind of get what you're doing in a way. Like you're wearing Mm -hmm. something that brings so much attention and um, is another side of you. And so I, it's interesting. When that happens, I ended up, I end up hanging out with a lot of drag Queens. It's kind of really cool because I I would think, in a lot of other places, you know, I think that we, again, because we have like this, we have a great community here in San Diego. You know what I mean? There, there is something special about what we have. It is very high school sometimes because everybody yeah. knows everybody and, and how everything is. But um, in most communities, like the glitter and the leather just never mix. You know what I mean? But I think that there has, I, I think there is a good deal of respect that is due there because of like people like um, Glitz Glam and her partner, Tony, you know what I mean? Like, like that they, um, he's a former Mr. San Diego leather. He was, I want to say he's competed in IML and that sort of thing. Glitz glam is like this performance artist, drag queen, glitter, glamour puss who has like a whole, you know, um, 
she has a house underneath her now. She's got some, you know, church, church of glam now on Sundays over there. Yeah. The thing is, and it kind of like did this bridge between this, between our drag and our leather fetish. And so, and it kind of was happening like 10 years ago with uh, Grace Towers here in town and that kind of thing. And so, and we were doing events and we were just kind of like pulling it all together. So it is a really cool anomaly now that people that are, you know, that now that you're seeing it, that now that you're going out and you kind of get to be cock of the walk and you get to peacock around and, and kind of have your moment and that the drag queens are totally like there for it. And then you're also just kind of giving them back the energy of like, hey, yeah, we're all kind of like having fun and we're doing this thing. And, you know, you know, yours is just a lot easier to like hook up in <laughs> like, over, <laughs> over the drag in. situation. Yeah, exactly. With all that. Yeah. Um, and it's cool, though, because like you, you've also kind of have taken on like you've trained and so you're kind of like you hearken into like the old yeah. school the old guard leather and then also like this newer kind of thing which i think a lot of people have issues with i remember i used to get a lot of flack and everything because you know i would be dressed you know and like instead of wearing you know like boots i would be wearing you know uh, air force ones or like jordans <laughs> with my harness you know what i mean and like half yeah. leather and half like cash and it was just like my way of just being comfortable and and doing my thing and i used to get a lot of flack when i first started you know dancing for like a, like the leather events and that like about oh well you're not completely like sold out and then it was just like okay, but I'm doing it me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. and I, but that shit is expensive. <laughs> like leather yeah. is so expensive. It's an investment. And so it's just, um, when did you start getting, like, when did it go across over from being like something that you were like enjoying in a bar to something that you kind of like were studying of like master dom and power situations and all that kind of thing? Like when did that start happening? Yeah. So um, it, it happened kind of at the end of covid um and and at that point i had gotten in contact with a mentor of, um that i had worked with at the time and um i really had had spoken to him saying that like i i'm interested in this community but i don't really know where to start and how to get involved and um i really don't know anyone and it's weird that like I'm on this podcast and mm -hmm. um, even from that world, like there was nobody that was connected to, to the leather community that like I could go and hang out with and go to events than that. And so, um, so it was kind of at the end of, end of COVID that I met my mentor and kind of introduced me to people and um, let me borrow some gear to kind of start out with. Cause you know, when there's a new person, like you said, it's so expensive. So it's, and you don't know what you need. You don't know what yeah. you want. And like you, you invest in something and you're like, I hate this piece. You know what I mean? Like I had, yeah. I, I had like a Tom Brown that like, I was like, Oh, I wanted to get this. And then it just was like ill fitting and everything. And I was like, I spent $90 on it. So, you know, I, I, that's great that you had a mentor that can kind of like usher into like, what did you really want to get yourself into? Yeah. And it, it was nice. Even, even in the beginning, like he had some of his connections to like lend me a pair of boots to see if like, these were the kind of boots that I would even want for myself. So it was nice to kind of, in a way it was almost like a fashion show of like trying things on and seeing what I liked. And then from there being able to kind of determine what it was that I wanted to invest in for myself. So yeah okay i keep my i like to keep this podcast like really light and fluffy and everything but i do have a question and so and it uh, just wondering from your perspective like being as part of like the, the bear community and the leather community and also being a person of color a brown person in that do you find that it's all access to you or do you feel like there's still a little bit of gatekeeping that's happening like what do you what is what is your general consensus of that yeah um there i think i think there's a little bit of both in a way um i think there's all access in that all of it is available to me and i feel like the community in general is super welcoming and super open i feel that there are other people who um of different diversity who's a part of it um but I, I think the other part, the other end of it is there's probably not enough. Um, you know, I think there are still some gatekeepers in the leather community that um, sometimes want to see things like how it was in the old way or how it was 
before um and and maybe they're just not as open and as accepting of and you know i'm older and i'm you know i want to advocate for the you know the kids that are younger than me like Mm -hmm. i don't who have like really cool ideas to reinterpret things in a new way and do things differently and um you know like if it's like adding more like non-binary kind of you know looks to to the leather scene and and not have it so you know masculine and whatever like it's that's not as accepted as i think it probably should be yeah i get that because it's you know i remember it was a big controversy a couple years ago and i i pardon me for not remembering his name there was somebody was competing at like iml and he did it in like six inch stiletto heels you know what i mean and like you know mask dress from head to ankle and then the foot was you know it just was completely feminine people lost their minds and it was like dude you know this is like all kind of drag like your little hat is drag (laughs) exactly it's, it's all that yeah so with with all of that like kind of in purview my big question i like to ask people is like so where are you from where are you now and where are you going? And that would be on any of your journeys, podcasts, leather relationship, like pick one and give me a little something. Oh, interesting. Where am I from? Um, I would say, I think I was this very shy introvert who um, even to do something like be on this podcast with you today, I would not have been able to do four years ago definitely not 10 years ago and be able to talk about myself and kind of be open about the things that I've done um that's who I that's that's who I was that's where I'm from um and and the growth that has brought me to today which is a person who I'm so honored and I feel so lucky that I get to like share my thoughts and share my opinion um and you know, but not only that, like get to really speak and talk to some really interesting people, some people that are, you know, changing the world. They're able to change my viewpoints on things um, to teach me to think outside of my box and um, and and be able to help me grow, which has been a huge, huge benefit of kind of, you know, being on the podcast and being where I'm at in San Diego today. Um and I guess where I am in the future, who I am, what I'll become. Um, I, I don't know. I've never really, I've never, I've never wanted to do any of this. I've, I've done it because it's been fun. I've done it because it's been my friends. I've done it because it's just been some really interesting people that I've been able to get connected to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to continue doing that um and and hopefully i think a little bit maybe help educate some people along the way maybe help reach out to some people along the way maybe there's somebody in some part of the world or 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 in some state where they're not able to kind of live as they want to be and maybe they can hear me and you know feel like there's hope for themselves to be able to be whoever that they want to be and and maybe experience some of the things that I have and and can kind of go from there. So that's, that's the part that keeps me going and motivated. I like that. So the thing is, is so you kind of like, you see, you know, your position right now on the podcast and everything. And like, you just, you've come from this introverted place into now that you're out here and that you're, you know, just kind of living out loud. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like Holly yeah. Hunter. But like, <laughs> but, and then like now and in the future, is that just taking that and just kind of like imparting whatever wisdom that you have and just kind of just furthering on and just kind of like letting it grow. Um, yeah. I, I hate asking people this because it's so boring, but like, what do you do in real life? I've, ne- I've never known that. <laughs> yeah. So in real life, I, I work in marketing. So I'm an email marketer. My joke is that I spam for a living. Um, so I've, I've, (laughs) yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. But yeah, I've literally been doing email for like 10 years now. And I'm like one of those weird people that like 
enjoys it. <laughs> do you, were you a graphic artist as well? Or do you just, are you the, no, like, I, the marketing? It, yeah, I do have some like graphic design experience. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a, a designer. Like I can kind of hack my way through it, but I'm definitely more, I lean more on the copy side of things of like kind of writing and creating and then executing, pulling it all together. And I'll do a lot of like the list work to, you know, segment things out so that we try to send the right message at the right time. Yeah. She's so, so black and white, a proofreader even. Oh. <laughs> okay. Pop culture fraud. And this section of my show is that I like to talk about something that you just don't get it in pop culture or you've pretended to like it or you've pretended to even see a movie that you've never seen before. This is your time to admit it, your confession. Um, I'm trying to think there's so many movies I haven't seen. I like this happens on our podcast all the time. Um, is there a movie I've pretended? I'm trying to think. One of my things is like, one of the things I just don't get. And, um, I think I actually talked about this on the podcast recently, or it's coming out soon. I don't get Harry Styles. I just don't get it. It's not for me. It's just something that's never like One Direction. I don't get it. BTS. I don't get it. And the thing is, and I'm a kid who was a fan of like an NSYNC or a Backstreet Boy. Me too. And, and I was even there for the whole JT career, you know, the meltdown me and everything else until he was like a man in the woods. And I was like, I can't be bothered. But, but like, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't necessarily get, you know, Harry styles getting 15 dates at madison square garden i just don't get it so that's like one of those things i don't get and another thing i didn't get for a long time but now i'm completely into is ozark on netflix <laughs> like because everybody talk about it and you know and i was just like yeah great and jason bateman is, is amazing so is laura linney but i had never seen the show so i would almost like fake my way through those conversations but now i actually appreciate it i'm like in the middle of third season i'm like okay i get it now yeah i saw season one and season two of that show i liked it but i i like never continued on with it i don't know why mm-hmm. um but yeah to to go back i'm trying i'm trying to think i had never seen harry potter any of them for my entire life and i finally saw them in covid but i kind of would just like pretend when people would talk about it and really my eyes would just like glaze over and let them talk about it and just be like shake my head like "Uh uh uh-huh are you a hufflepuff and you'd be like (laughs) (laughs) exactly and so um i actually watched them all in covid um which was was very interesting did you like them uh i liked i actually liked the earlier ones more than i liked the later ones even though like the cgi was better and Uh um i thought i thought they were just very dark when they started to get towards the end well harry potter yeah it it takes this turn and then all of a sudden they started booking directors of horror movies to like yeah the beginning ones were done by christopher columbus who did like home alone and all these like you know (laughs) happy like family kind of things and all of a sudden it was like this is gonna get dark we're gonna start killing people off and then they brought in like horror movie directors who directed like you know saw and shit like that but um so i do understand that the thing i would agree with you. I do tend to appreciate the early Harry Potters before the other ones. And I think it's because more of like the Christmassy vibe and all, you know, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit warmer. It's cuter. Okay. So we are getting very, very into this today. So I just wanted to know, is there anything right now that you would recommend for people to binge? Yeah. So I saw, I watched on my, my trip home, I from vacation in the summer, I watched a league of their own and I thought it was so cute and so adorable and really well done. There's moments where it's very sad and it's very tough to watch, but uh, I thought it was so good. I really loved it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So if you guys haven't watched that, that's the new series on Amazon around prime video as they call it. And um, Abby Jacobson from broad city. She's like one of the spearheads in that, like she's a producer of it. She's, you know, a writer in that. Um, I do have to say, I really, really liked it as well. One of the things that somebody told me recently too, about that series was they were like, Oh, but they didn't like keep it, you know, completely, you know, vintage. And they didn't do like the old, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter because the storyline was there and it was, it was really round and they left you at a good place that you can like jump onto that for the next season. So yeah. Yeah. Completely in there. Yeah. And 
and it and it felt real like it just felt like oh this is probably what it was really like for these people at the time so i'm um, like I, I don't know i just i really appreciated it for being so innovative and and new very much okay and then my recommendation this week is going to be i finally caught up on it and it's been out forever and they're about to drop another season but the morning show have you been a fan of that on on apple tv yes i watched that in covid and i loved it i watched yeah. both seasons at the same time oh really okay so yeah. i watched i watched the first season in real time when they were dropping like once a week we did it like appointment viewing and then my partner and i we just hadn't started the second season and just kind of fell off of it and with everything that was going on it was just easier to watch like fluffy tv you know, yeah. like half hour sitcoms, like really, really quick kind of things. And then uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I like started it and I was like, it's one of those shows too, that I didn't want to just drop, like eat it straight through. Like I wanted to like watch an episode and then come back to it because it's that New York city that we all want to live in. It's so beautiful and gorgeous and everything it's car service to, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere. Like that's, that's my kind of New York. But um, I would say like Jennifer Aniston, there's a reason why, I mean, it's kind of obnoxious that they're giving her and Reese Witherspoon $2 million per episode. Whoa. I had no idea. I mean, yeah, it's pretty insane. I'm, I'm definitely a a big fan of Jennifer Aniston and I thought she did a great job. Reese, I'm not as much of a fan of her. So I, I don't think she's worth 2 million an episode, but. But she's but she's a producer of it, and it wouldn't have got made without her. So it's like, right. Give, give, give the girl her money. You know what I mean? She gave us big little eyes. Like Reese yeah. Witherspoon is doing something. When it comes she to does. She does have reason to demand the money. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do with season three on it because, uh, you know, I they finished season one. I started season two. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to top season one, and they definitely did. And it was it was interesting to watch season two because I watched it way later after it had come out um, and and remember so much. There's so many details that I didn't remember about COVID and about in the politics. I'm oh, like, when they bring wow. it back. Yeah. yeah. So, spoiler, we're just going to talk off the cuff because the thing is, this show's been out for like nine months. They completely like allude to like COVID's not a big deal. Like who cares? Like, you know, <laughs> yes. like so, so, and then they like, somebody is like yeah, one of the, one of the, the anchors is now stuck in China. Like they're stuck, you know, they were in Wuhan and everything. They're yeah. trying to get out and then they're stuck and they still don't think it's a big deal. Like, it's just like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And then with the whole COVID diagnosis and after the funeral. So I did feel like the show is just, it's off its hinges <laughs> with the way that they like just you know everybody has so much money that like just fly wherever you need to just go that kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah. and then and then the whole Steve Carell character there really was nowhere else to take him he was there was there was no redemption for this person so you they had to get rid of him you know yeah and so but I just I do I do really really liked it so that would be my binge recommendation this season guys so if you're it's a good one yeah there's probably lots of spoilers out there i know there's memes about all of it but it's i'm totally into it okay and then my final question for today what is this week's crush who do you have a crush on this week person place or thing uh i'm not going to be super cheesy and say my my boyfriend my new boyfriend so (laughs) i'm not going to do that even though i always have a crush on him um i will say (laughs) i know right (laughs) i'm that person who's like wants to vomit on myself too but um what is my newest crush i'm trying to think of like anything new that i'm obsessed with you know what it is Uh uh-huh um I want, <laughs> this is so cheesy and totally like the tech geek nerd of me. I have a crush on the new iPhone. I want the little, the little dynamic island on the top of my phone. Oh, I really want it too. And I, I, I know. Got, I just, and I got a letter too that was like, you can upgrade now. And it was like, oh, can I? <laughs> like, and I like, saw it in person at the store and I'm like, mm, I do really want this. This is really cool. Well, what made it even worse is that like, one of my little cameras is broken. Do you see? See, there you go. You, you need so, to just get one. It's it's yeah. now it's now my new need. So okay, the new iPhone is your crush. Okay, I'm gonna be really really cheesy with mine, and it was because I did see Bros recently, and I am the quintessential like person. The lead guy on that, Luke, Luke McFarlane, is just dreamy. 
Like he's just yeah. like like perfect body, looks great, and the thing is, and they they wrote him into a really really good character. Did you watch Bros yet? Have you seen it? I haven't. I really want to go see it. It's I, it's probably this week. I'm going to do it. Do your gay duty. So we actually, yes. we we went, um, we did like a little dinner date night, like last week. And so, and we went up to the, to the rich theater in La Jolla. <laughs> so nice. yeah, we did the lot. And so went up there. Um, it was a, quite a memorable experience because we just were going to do like dinner there just because like one stop shop. And then we went to the restaurant and they had a jazz ensemble. And the jazz ensemble started and it was like, oh, this is the music. The, the drummer was amazing. And their song selection was great. It's Sade. It's like late 80s R&B. It's a quiet storm, if you will. The singer they had was so bad. And so I'm going to find a way. I'm going to maybe put it at the end. I'm going to put the audio at the end of this episode. But she was just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like it just all over the place. We were dying the whole entire time. So it was a great little memory. I've I've actually had a similar experience with the same thing, Sade as well. And it was it was a place in like it was in little Italy and I it like ruined Sade for me. And so I, <laughs> <laughs> it's so painful. It's I wonder awful. if it was the same lady. I wonder it if it was the might same be. Ensemble. I wonder if it was the same. I just, cause I feel, cause the thing is the rest of the musicians were good. It was just the singer. And it was like almost a situation as like, she put that band together and now, and she got them the gigs and they have to play with her, even though she's got this terrible voice. But from that, we went in and we saw, we saw bros um, I appreciated the movie. I thought it was super cute and everybody's going to have like the little things Two gate, you know, two white cis males being the leads, blah, 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 blah. But the right. thing was, is there was so much other representation. Miss Lawrence is in it. T.S. Madison, they got big roles. You know what I mean? Like, so they did something there. They, um, I, I really have to say, I appreciate it. It was fun. It's rom-com. You know what I mean? When Harry met Sally, it's like, you know, the wedding planner, it's that kind of cheese. And that's what you have to take it with. But there is a fabulous speech that Billy Eichner gives on this, on this, on the beach. So like, I'm not even going to tell you what that is, but just know that he's going to give a speech on the beach and you're going to be like, Oh, that's the thing. And there's lots of moments that kind of bring you to like cry and blah, blah, blah. But the lead actor, Luke McFarlane, he was, the lead from Jingle All the Way, which was yes. Netflix's first first gay movie. He's the lead guy from that, the love interest. And then he's I, I love that movie. It's so bad. It's so good. But it's Kathy to Jimmy. You know what I mean? Like you gotta love it. And so yes. and um and then he was also he's also like a one of the main guys over on the Hallmark channel. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, got, he's got a million and five like different movies that are over there. So um he's cute. I like it. And so can I, and I, was, can I ask you a question? What's up? Speaking of Catherine to Jimmy, did you see Hocus Pocus 2 yet? I have watched half of it and I fell asleep. And so <laughs> I need to finish watching it. Um, I do not have high expectations. The first Hocus Pocus film is a nostalgic film for me. Yeah. I remember we saw it in the movie theater when it first came out. And it was a movie. And the thing, too, that people don't remember is that it came out in the middle of the summer. Mm. And so it didn't come out as a Halloween movie. But the thing is, it got its like, it got its steam as being like a holiday movie, like, cause it went to video and people started watching. And I remember in my little hometown of like Youngstown, we had this um, Cinemark theater that you can get tickets for a dollar 50. Like, nice. and so, and we would, you know, you're in eighth grade or whatever, however old we were. And um, we would, you know, take like seven bucks and go see, you know, you know, three, four movies. A lot of times you would see more than that because you would just sneak into a theater and watch right. the end of something. So you go from like Hocus Pocus to Major Pain to Casper. <laughs> it was like it was like that kind of thing. And so that's why I think I appreciate like Hocus Pocus. Um, but I will say on this new one, as far as I got into it, so I probably like the first like 30 minutes, I loved the little girl that they had play young Bette Midler. Yeah. Like, great. Like, perfect. Perfect. She studied that movie. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> and, um, and uh, I kind of like the whole like young, these girls are like little young witches that, you know, bring, you know, that like the black candle and that sort of a thing. Yeah. And the, and the lead from it too, she's from the new gossip girl on HBO oh, Max. Yeah. Nice. She, she plays the little sister Z on that, which is also another recommendation. I would say when that, before that comes back, that's an yeah. ideal. That's an ideal New York situation. That's that's living New York. You have to see. If you, have you seen the new Gossip Girl? We are totally on a tangent. No. But have you seen it? No. So the new Gossip Girl has. It's very queer. I mean, there's throuples in it. They have 
you know, uh, sexually fluid, you know, kids and that sort of thing, kids, teenagers and that sort of thing, uh, influencers and whatnot. But one of the kids is uh, obsessed with one of like the student teacher, one of the teachers in the school who's like young, who's like 22 years old, you know, fresh out of college, that kind of thing. Uh, and stalks him at a bathhouse in New York City. <laughs> it is the bathhouse beyond all bathhouses. Like That's it is really progressive. It is gorgeous. Like the towels are, sh- are, are woven out of gold. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it is the most gorgeous bathhouse you ever see. So that's a reason I even watch like Gossip Girl is just to see like that scene of like, yeah, sure, this is a bathhouse. And even like they're at their, <laughs> they're like their young clubs and everything. But okay, I'm completely on a tangent. Okay. Mr. Eric, do you have any final thoughts for our people? Anything you want to get off your chest? Um, you need to watch. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I, I just really appreciate being on here, and thank you for you know letting me speak what I well, what I need to get out today. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, Team Rena, <laughs> give me a break. Okay, that is the end of our time today. We have that we will not stand for that. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, she can take her Delilah Bell Gray and everything else and go. Um, no. Okay, you guys. So this has been another episode of Bald and Bingeable. Like I said, all of our information to find us is going to be inside of our show notes. This has been D'Angelo, and I'm here with Eric today, Eric Lawton. Daddy Bear Eric that you guys can find over on the Who Invited Her podcast that is going to be live again this month you can actually tune in on youtube watch live chat with us interact and that sort of a thing it's a fun podcast it's very san diego based but they're also very pop culture based and you know we're gonna get into it when i'm over there but make sure you guys are listening to who invited her you guys met tony last week now you guys met eric and then who knows maybe i'll get Bryn on and everything else as i meet the whole crew so <laughs> yeah it's been fun so i love you guys over there thank you guys so much for joining us today and good night from the lower level Good night. Good night from the lower level.